lightning. Inspirational. Inspirational. Powerfully refining. Powerfully refining. And unapologetically controversial. Conversations with the Royal Impress. The entire world knows the secret of who you are. Now is the time to step into your queendom and become the Royal Empress that you're meant to be. One woman at a time. Conversations with the Royal Empress. Now Akima, she's the analytical Empress. Akima, she's the Empress that will challenge you. Now, straighten up your crown and be elevated through conversation. Conversation with the Royal Empress. Welcome back to season two, episode six of Conversations with the Royal Empress. This is Dr. Hakeeman, and joining me is my sister, and y'all already know who it is, our co-host, the Royal Empress, Akila. Also joining us, we have a very special co-host, Lakeisha Holmes, a.k.a. Chef Key. Now, I want to go, I want to talk a little bit about our, our guests. I mean, I, I had the pleasure of meeting my our sister, my sister, our sister, Talking about you, the listeners, this is your sister too, because once you have tried her food, you're going to claim it as your sister. Now, I had the pleasures of uh, having her wonderful meals at the Then the, Ro- then, then the Sun Rose Retreat last year. And I tell you this, I still think about this sister's cook. Now, let me tell you a little bit about it. Chef Key is a chef, health coach, educator, and owner of Love's Kitchen, and also the author, author of Love's Kitchen Soul Food Cookbook. Healthier choices from some of our favorite dishes. Now, y'all want to hear what the topic is, but first I'm going to let our sister say hello. Go ahead and give a shout out to the audience. Peace and love, family. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. We happy to have you on here. I told you I was real hyped on this one, boy. (laughs) Keela, Keela smiling right now. Keela is charged, too. Okay, let me let me go over the topic for our, our listeners. Love and nutrition, connecting the family through healthier choices and food. What do you think about that, Chef Key? I think it's a topic that, that's, you know, long overdue to talk about. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited to, to share uh, the information and knowledge that I've accumulated um, over the years in regards to health and nutrition. Okay, I would say this. Uh, I definitely want you to go and in, in, in express in your own words about what you, what you do and, and tell us about Love's Kitchen because people need to know Love's Kitchen. There's a lot of love up in this sister's kitchen right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so Love's Kitchen, um, I actually started Love's Kitchen about three years ago. Um, it started actually in Atlanta. Well, it was four? Wow, four years ago. Wow, time flies. Look at that. Um, so four years ago, I started Love's Kitchen. Uh, initially, I was asked to do a healing retreat. Um, a sister had found me online, um, Sister Trelawney Michelle. Um, she had found me online uh, through the Soul Sisters of Savannah page. 
and she just asked me if I was interested in coming out and cooking some food. And I was excited about it because I had started doing dinners like in my neighborhood. So I was doing uh, just plates to people that lived in my area. Um, so that's actually how Love's Kitchen got started. And from that retreat, it made me want to only do healing retreats because I wanted to not only just prepare food, but I also wanted to share information on what you're eating because that's like the, the key thing about everything. What you put in your body affects every aspect of your life. So that's, I guess, how Love's Kitchen came about. And then your second retreat. <laughs> yes, and then my second retreat, <laughs> in which I have been the, the chef for each and every retreat since then, you know, so was, uh, and then the sun rose with Miss Akila, um, and that's my family. Like, I, I love going to that retreat. I love being there with the sisters. Um, I'm not just a chef, you know, so I'm able right. to also educate the sisters on you know things that they should be eating different combinations of food you know a lot of people don't know that your stomach is literally like the size of your fist like this so it's very important to know you know what to put in there say that again say that again sis because i need to hear that <laughs> i seem to think my uh, <laughs> belly is like a big bucket or something yes our our stomach when we eat our stomach is literally the size of a clenched fist it does expand. It can expand like three to four sizes larger, but that's like as you're eating, it doesn't want to, it doesn't want to be that big. It's always going to go back to this size. So it's important. Portion control is very important. And that's something that I try to address during the retreats because those retreats are not just uh, healing for your, your soul. They're also healing for your body. So it's a full experience. So your portions are really, really important. So you saying I need to I, I need to stop going back for that second that second trip that second plate? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And most, the third one, and the third yes, one too. <laughs> and the third one. Most of us are most of us really eat out of emotion. When you think about it, we're really eating out of emotion. Um, one thing I try to you know encourage my clients is to like to have a journal and to write out before they eat why they feel like eating, and sometimes that will help them not to eat because they'll see, they'll actually begin to deal with the issues that's causing them to eat, if that makes sense. So the healing journal, if you write down, okay, right now you're thinking about eating some ice cream for whatever reason. Not that anything's wrong with ice, ice cream, but let's use ice cream as an example. Now, before I go get that ice cream, let me go to my journal and write down, why do I want this ice cream? Depending on your reason for writing it down, it's going to make you just go ahead and get your ice cream because maybe you want the ice cream because you just, I don't know, you had a good dinner and you just want a little sweet on the top. You know what I mean? Like you just want a little cherry or something. Have your ice cream. But if you're going to write down in your journal, I'm going to eat this ice cream because I'm thinking about such and such or whatever, you know, a more emotional, an emotional reason then you'll encourage yourself to deal with that emotion rather than to get the ice cream. So, so you know you're just, stepping on my toes with the ice cream, but. <laughs> right, Keila love ice cream. <laughs> but I can honestly say it's not emotion. 
Yeah, okay. What is it then? <laughs> you smile no, 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 no. Like I think I think ice cream is just just it's everything. And I've eaten it since I was a child. So it's just your one one. That's just your dish. That's just my dish. Like seriously. And I and I always say I I pray that nothing ever happens where it would be like it would be something that I couldn't eat from a health perspective. Yes. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I don't think that I, people may feel like I overindulge at times, but I know how to stop. <laughs> Listen to me. I sound like I'm addicted, right? right. I know how to stop. <laughs> <laughs> you might have a little uh, addiction to ice cream. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say there are times though, that I will take a break. Okay. And and that's what I meant. Like I'll eat it, but then, you know, I may not eat it for a week or two just to have that balance, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, the key though is balance. <laughs> and so what you just said is very important to bring up. What you just mm-hmm. said is very important because it's nothing wrong with having ice cream. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. But the fact that you know when to take a break is important. And most people don't know when to take a break. So that is a great habit that if you can incorporate, you know, if you like to eat candy bars or you like to eat whatever, you can know when to take a break because balance is key to everything. Now, Chef Key, you apparently is also, you also a psychic because you tuned in on me because yes, last night, guess what I had after my dinner? I just felt like I needed to have dessert and I had ice cream. I needed it. It was an emotional thing. It wasn't like. <laughs> I needed it for some reason. I just wanted it because it was an emotional decision to have a dessert after my meal. <laughs> so you psychic yeah. too. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, I do know I'm a little bit psychic. But you know, little, I, I, I eat ice cream. Bit. I will eat ice cream once every three or four months. So I'm not really a big ice cream person. So when I do, I, I get excited about it because it's like a treat or something for me, I will say. Awesome. And I want to just say one thing. Um, anybody that's listening, ice cream is just the thing that we're using. It could be anything. It could right. We just using ice cream as an example. So that's it. I just wanted to clear that up. <laughs> Put that disclaimer out. Put that key disclaimer. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so we could take ice cream out and put potato chips or or, or, or pastries, <laughs> donuts, cookies, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Moderation. Moderation. Now, Chef Key, tell us the difference between soul food versus food for the soul. Ooh, sis. Okay, this question is so beautiful. I appreciate the question. Um, how I distinguish the two is growing up, we ate soul food. We ate soul food. We ate greens cooked down to mush. We had the fried chicken, we had the macaroni and cheese, the sweet potatoes, all of that. That's the soul food. That's That food really doesn't have much nutritional value because we're cooking all the nutrients out of it. Now, when it comes to real soul food, the, soul, the food for your soul, that food is going to give you energy. That food is going to give you life. So that's the difference between soul food and real soul food for your soul. One is dead and one is alive. So you want to eat food that gives you life. So that's the difference. 
So, so hold on. You saying that the food that we eating is dead? What? What you talking about, sir? Go ahead, break that down. Cause I mean, I I know our listeners are saying I don't eat no dead food. What she talking about? Well, how is the food. Break it down for 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 those. How is the food dead? To accept the truth. <laughs> okay, so the food is dead. Think about meat. You know, just using meat as an example. Um, there's no life in it. Is it's just blood. It doesn't move. It's just it's dead. It's not. It's just the carcass. It's the leftovers of what was alive. Hmm. Now, if you look at an apple. An apple is bright and vibrant. It's still alive. And when you, and, and it grew in the sun. So all the energy that the sun beamed down on that apple, when you eat that apple, you're going to get all the energy and light from that apple. You're going to digest it through your body. Mm. So that is the difference between a dead piece of something and something with life. Mm. Now, some people would argue that there is some type of nutritional value in quote unquote that animal, uh, i.e., protein. Um, or when you look at, I'll just take fish with the you know the omega. Um, you know what I'm talking about. So, I got and, you. Yeah, and so some feel that you can't get that those things that the body needs from other things. Mm. So, you know, how do you, how do you um, kind of reconcile that? Okay, so what I would say to that is when you're eating the animal, you're basically getting secondhand things. So not that it's not no nutritional value in it. It's, it's, it's still, you're still going to get some nutritional value from the meat. However, you're just getting the value from which they ate. The meat ate, I mean, the, the cow ate something. And so you're going to get the nutrition, the nutrients from, from which it ate. So that's how you're getting nutrients. So it's still nutrients there, but they're secondhand when you can just actually go to the thing and get it yourself. Ooh, so that's how I would answer that question. Oh, that's deep. Yeah, we don't look at it when we're eating red meat or we're eating animal flesh that we're getting nutrition second hand and it's not direct nutrition and that is so so deep and is a knowledge that needs to be taught thank you for sharing now what is your take on food as medicine i mean you you tell you touching on it but i would like you to just to come from chef key's perspective of food as medicine well literally everything that your your body your cells your organisms within you it all like dies and reproduce. Your body is a, a regenerative mechanism. So it's intuitive and it's regenerative, regenerative, you know, it's both. So I would say that when you eat, everything that you eat, that is what's gonna make up your cells. So when your cells are dying and they're growing back, the food that you put into your body is making up those cells. So literally, we are made up of what we eat. So for me, from my perspective, if I want to be my best self, if I want to be my healthiest self, I'm going to put the best things in my body. The things that are going to give me the most strength, that's going to give me the most light, that's going to give me the most energy. When you eat, you should feel energized. You shouldn't feel sluggish. You shouldn't have the itis. That is from the soul food legend. And why you have itis is because your body is going to have to focus all its energy on breaking down that food that you just ate. That's why you get sleep. 
So the light. So, so my emotions are telling me I need to feel that itis to know that I ate good. So you telling me that itis ain't good? No, the itis is actually <laughs> now your body is now all the energy in your body is now only focused on breaking down that food. And so it got to put you to sleep because it doesn't have any energy to focus on anything that you got going on. Mm -hmm. and, only, and it's only energy and it's only focus is breaking down the food that you put in your body. So that's why you got to go to sleep while it does it. I just want to add to this that something that I, with, with us talking about this, and I have to honestly say that after we eat at the retreat, because you did, you know, every year, nobody is sleepy after we're eating. And, and, and honestly, I never even thought about it until we just had this conversation that I don't recall anyone saying I'm ready to go to bed after we've sat down and ate um, your food. Yes, exactly. Supposed to give you energy, give you life. <laughs> we did, because we was always trying to find somewhere to go after we ate. <laughs> somewhere to go shopping, somewhere to go hang out. So you're right. I've never, when I was there and, and we were eating, I, I agree with you, Akila. No one ever said they was tired and everyone was so, it wasn't just the not being tired. It was the happiness in the air. It wasn't that everybody laid back doing their own thing. It was, it was like a community. Yes. The, the food brought everyone together. The love was there, and even after eating, it was more community. So it was a lot of community building going on around your food. So. Yes. Yeah. But that's also that cooking with love. Absolutely. Mm. It's very mm. important. Like, yeah. I really, I don't, if I am off, like, if I'm off within myself, I got a lot going on energetically within myself, like, I won't prepare food for anybody because my energy is going to go into that food. So when I'm in the kitchen, it's very important that I have a clear head and a clear mind and a clear energy center because it's very intentional when I'm cooking. Like love's kitchen, love's, love is not just the name. Like it's a real thing. Like that is what I'm here for. I'm here to spread love, to be love, and to exemplify love in everything that I do. So yes, I'm glad that you can feel the love in the food. <laughs> So for yeah. our listeners who might not understand, what's wrong with me if I if I'm angry or tired? What's wrong with me going in and cooking? That ain't got nothing to do with my food. But for those listeners who feel that way, what's what am I putting in the food that ain't love? If I if, if I'm in and not in the right spirit. If you're angry, that food is gonna have anger in it. That person that eats your food, they're gonna pick up that angry energy. So when they're done, mm. they might not be angry right while they're eating the food, but they're gonna feel that that energy within your food. So it's very important to be intentional, you know, what you're putting in it because you're, you're literally a chemist in that kitchen. You're literally in there being an alchemist. You know what I mean? A medicine woman, you know, you're giving your mm. medicine to give to people. And so mm. I want to give you the best medicine that I have to offer. I don't want to give you some ranky dank of unfiltered medicine or medicine that that's going to hurt you, you know? So that's why it's really important to have that clear, clear head when you're actually doing it. I have literally had people say to me, you know, I want somebody that cooks like they love it. Mm. And I've, I never understood when I would hear people say stuff like that, or, you know, maybe they're in a relationship and they say that their partner um, doesn't 
they don't love what they don't love being in the kitchen. They don't love what they're feeding me. Like they're and and people have literally said that to me. And I just was like, wow. You know, like how are you in the kitchen? And and I'm not saying that you gotta quote unquote love to cook. There's a difference in loving to cook and cooking with love. At least I think that there is. Mm, that's true. I agree. I agree. That is so deep. I have a question for you. Now, Chef Key, well, well, we need to just add another title, Dr. Chef Key or something, because you healing folks in the kitchen. Now, you, I, just to go back to it before I ask you the question, uh, big mamas, when you think big mama and grandmama and that love in the food, that says it all right there. But what do you think about nutritional value of food and it building on the immunity system? What do you think about that? I mean, I would say it's the it's, it's the same, pretty much what I said about um, how your cells, you know, re you know rebuild themselves. Your immune system is the same. You know, your immune system needs life. It needs energy. It needs you know it needs the good things you know, in your body, vitamin C, you know, all of those things and all of those things really you get from fruits and vegetables, you know, green leafy vegetables, uh, a lot of the citrus vegetables, orange limes, things of that nature. So, I mean, you, everything that you put in your body literally affects every aspect of your life. So that's why it's really important. Can you talk a, a little bit about things that you know are immune boosting type foods? Well, mostly I would say uh, elderberry. I would say vitamin C. I would say any green, any green leafy vegetable is going to help with your immune system. It's going to help with all your systems because it's going to clean you out. Um, so I know a lot of us don't like to eat green leafy greens, but that is like one of the best things you can eat, especially spinach. Mm, I love spinach. Mm hmm the berry, you got berries, the blueberries, the blackberries, those berries are good for you. Um, the blueberries are like miracle workers, like blueberries and spinach together. I mean, oh, yeah. you kind of set for life right there. <laughs> <laughs> See, you talking about that fun, delicious foods. I, I love me some berries, all of them, and I definitely love spinach, so mm -hmm. I definitely can appreciate those. Beautiful. You can make tea, you can make you know, syrup from the elderberry. I actually, yesterday, I just made some elderberry lemonade. So mm. just so many okay. things you can do. You just have to think outside the box. Think mm. outside the box. Most of us try to stay in this box of what we're used to. Think outside of it and just try it. You know, just try it. You never know what you might like. So, uh, Chef, can you tell us about the inspiration behind the new cookbook that you have? Hmm. Well, this cookbook came about, it should have been done so many years ago. Like it should have been done the fourth year, the first year when um I met with Trelawney. She actually helped me out a lot. She kind of gave me the format because I never wrote a book before. So I was thinking just a cookbook, you know, with just recipes and things like that. However, um, I took a different approach and I actually put like like love stories mm. in the cookbook. So for some of my favorite dishes, because I mean, I have my favorites too. Um, so for some of the, my favorites, like, like the vegan crab cake, I actually mm. like wrote a, a love story in there. So you mm. can find like kind of how, how I came up with the recipe. 
Um, okay. But the cookbook itself, the reason why um, I wrote it is because of where, I mean, the sad diet, you know, SAD. They say it's the standard American diet, but I call mm. it the sad diet. It's sad because it's so not cool. Um, so that is what inspired me to write a, a version and to put in like transitional type things. You know, um, so one of the recipes in there is like a, a vegan fried chicken or a vegan crab cake. Um, there's collard greens in there. So I'm just giving you a healthier way to make some of the things that you already are used to. So it was more of a transitional type thing. And you mentioned Trelawney. Yes. And just because people are like, well, who is this Trelawney? Trelawney is basically author, publisher, uh, writing coach, mm -hmm. all of these wonderful things. So just yeah. so they know. <laughs> okay. If you have some uh, writing needs and you want to self-publish, she's definitely someone that will help you out get in the right get on the right track. So yeah. Okay. Question: What is intuitive eating? Mm. <laughs> that's, a, that's something that you that you came up with. I'd like to know more about that. Yes, you know, all my life, this eating has been like a life journey for me. Like I'm 41 years young now. Um, and over the lifetime, I've been a vegan, I've been vegetarian, I've been sanitarian, fruititarian, uh, wateritarian, any kind of itarian you can think of. I've tried them all, okay? And what I find out and what I found is that, like I said already, is that the body is very intelligent. It knows what it needs. It knows what it, what, what it, what it needs in it. So intuitive eating is literally just allowing my body to tell me what it needs. If your iron is low, your body will let you know your iron is low. You'll, you know, and so you'll eat something that has iron in it to give you that, that direct hit. So that's what intuitive eating is, is allowing your body to, to, to guide and lead you. How do people pay attention to that, though? Because I understand what you're talking about. Because I know sometimes when I, sometimes it comes in the form of a craving. And I think... But just because you're craving something doesn't mean that your body needs it, but you got to kind of tune in, I think, to understand why you're craving certain things. And maybe you can. Yes. I mean, it's really a deep one, Akila. You really have to know yourself. You really have to know who you are. You have to know, you know, how your body reacts when it's like missing something key. So it really is a, a love relationship with yourself when it comes to food. Um, I always, when it, if someone is trying to uh, get more in tune with their body as far as what they eat, I always recommend do a seven-day detox of, of everything, just fruits and vegetables. That's all you want to do, fruits and vegetables and herbs and teas, you know, that type of thing and just water. Now, after that seven days, you can begin to introduce things to your body and you can see how it reacts. And as you're doing that, you're able to eliminate, you're able to add, you're able to, that's how you begin to have that intuitive relationship with your body, seeing how it responds to different things. Now, Absolutely. I want to, I want to I mention something and just learn a little, a little more about it because, you know, every day you got people popping up, oh, I, I, I cook and I have a passion for cooking, but they may not have the experience. You ain't no lightweight. You've been 
you've been cooking for a long time. You got over 15 years of uh, culinary experience and worked on the two master chefs. Tell us a little bit about that. You ain't no chump. Tell everybody, you ain't no chump. Tell us what you all about. <laughs> no, I ain't no chump. Yeah, I've been doing this for a while. And I actually, like, my love for cooking literally started just being with my grandmother, you know, being with my mm. grandmother in the kitchen. And when I got out of the military, I really didn't know what I wanted to do, you know, and I kind of, I got sick. That's how I wound up back home in Baltimore, about 2008, I would say it was. I had got sick. I had some intestinal issues. So I went back home. And while I was at home, I had a friend who worked at a restaurant. And of course I need some income, you know? And so it was called Gamba's Soul Food Cooking. It was actually a soul food restaurant. <laughs> and so I went there and I interviewed, I was, I was probably about the oldest person there. I was in like 24 or something. I was still in my twenties, but I was the older person there. You know, the other people were like teenagers and things like that. So I started working in that restaurant and I got promoted to manager and all of that. And that's where like the real love for the food started happening. Like, Ooh, like I can see people eating and they smiling once they get the food. Like that made me feel a certain type of way. So generally every restaurant I went to from there, like the chef always just took me under their wing because they saw that I had the passion and a desire to, 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 to serve food. So that's really where it came from. Um, yeah, and the two master chefs that I served with, they were in Atlanta. I just, I just went there. Uh, one of them, I actually had the audition to cook, and this was a fine mm -hmm. dining restaurant. This was me okay. going from regular cooking to fine dining cooking. Mm -hmm. And for that fine dining um, one, the the interview, you had to actually prepare a dish, and so I just Ooh. made a, a a really sexy salmon dish you know that's nothing too special and and he he loved it and I became like his right hand and from then I just decided to do my own thing I wanted to to do cooking in a way that I could teach at the same time because cooking was great but I wanted to let people know uh to educate them on what they were eating so you know what you just let me know that's how when you plate your food Mm. It came from that fine dining experience. Yes. Because Definitely. you do, yeah, because you're, you plate food the way that I see it. And, you know, and I never even thought to ask you about that, but presentation. Mm. Yes. That was the fine dining restaurant that helped me yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> the goal, ladies, that is the goal. <laughs> when you come to one of the retreats, the goal is that you feel like a goddess because guess what? You are. You deserve to be served. You are there to be served. So, and that's how you should leave your whole life. You should be being served. That's what we um, we're, we're God. Oh, you, you did an excellent job of that. Like he's like Keila said that that presentation. I was like, wait a minute, this wasn't what I was expecting. Mm. I'm like, okay, I you know I was ready. Okay, I need to pull out my wallet. I mean, this is this this <laughs> some real time pro stuff. This some real chef stuff right here. I mean, everyone should be eating mostly vegetables and fruits. So, I mean, this is, oh, and the word vegan, I, I feel some type of way about the word vegan. Can I share that? Yes. I don't know. There's there's not a part in there for this, but I just wanted to come and share it. And I know I, I'm going to do my best to even stop saying the word vegan because it's not real. It's not a real thing. What is that? That is just a ploy for you to spend your money on things that say vegan on it. A, a vegetarian is it. 
vegetarian eats vegetables and eat fruit. It's plant-based. That's it. Don't fall mm. for the ploy of the vegan because most of the vegan items is going to be a processed thing. And that's just trading one bad thing for another bad thing. So all this Ooh. processed food you see in the, in, the, in the store, you looking at all of these different processed uh, plant-based things, don't eat that. Get yourself a fruit, get yourself a vegetable, get yourself a bean, and you can make all of those things. It's just going to take some time, but you can make them. Don't fall for the process scheme because that's not where you, that's not where we want to be. We want to still eat whole foods and whole fruits and vegetables, not vegan. I don't know what that is. Maybe, <laughs> you know, that's just, that's my view on it. I'm so glad you brought that up. That is actually my sentiment, but I don't say it because I know people get highly upset when you say anything about that. And one of the things that I thought about all the time, I was like, but it's so much processed stuff. And we already know that processed foods are no good. So if processed foods are no good for you in terms of everything else we buy, why would that be any different? It's not. It's not any different. And it's mostly uh, laid with soy. And that's another thing that was that when you asked me about the cookbook, that was really the main thing is that most Every restaurant I go to, most cookbooks that I get for vegetarian, vegan, whatever you want to call it, they all are based, like soy based. And for mm -hmm. me, I, I don't do soy. Soy is in like everything already. So you want to do your best to cut down on it. So I'm not going to go buy tofu. That's soy. Mm -hmm. And for a woman, especially, uh, soy is high in estrogen. And I, that, that's a whole nother topic. I can go further. I don't want to go further unless y'all want me to. That, but, that, that's okay. We're going to bring you back, Chef Key. Don't worry about that. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay good. But you want to be careful with the soy intake. Um, everything already has soy. So if something says soy as your first ingredient, you don't want to keep eating that. So, yeah, that's the soy is just not good. So that's another reason why I started to do what I do, which is create things using actual fruits and vegetables and beans and potatoes, whole, th whole produce rather than uh, this soy or wheat gluten or pea isolate, all of that stuff. Like you really just, why, why do I need that when I can just take a bean or a fruit or a vegetable and make the same thing? Woo! Now see, people call themselves a coach, but you just proved that you are a hygiene and weight loss coach. Yes. I mean, I mean, you've been coaching. I'm sitting here like taking notes like, man, okay. Man. And I'm glad you cleared the whole vegan thing up because that's a buzzword right now. Some challenges uh, for our listeners. Okay, really, they ain't my challenges. These are all Chef Key challenges, but I'm going to call them my challenges, okay? Chef Key is okay if I can borrow some of the challenges that you yes. put out there. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is write out uh, a journal. Write out what you eat. I, that's, I can't. Man, that blew me away. I'm like, dang, I need to do that. I need to do that. That's the first. All right, number two. I need, I need everyone to start eating to your stomach size. I'm talking to me. I'm talking to me because I, my stomach, I think my stomach is a bucket. So I need to stop doing them second, third plates on the things that I like and start thinking about my stomach being a balled up fist. Not no big balled up fist, but the, you know, the regular size. So thank you so much for that challenge. That was definitely something I needed. 
The next challenge is cultivate the intellect of your body. That's deep. It's like make intentions of why you're eating. Listen to your body on why you need to eat. Not eating for pleasure, not eating for our emotions, but eating for nourishment. I definitely need to watch that because I'll eat some. Oh, man, I like how this tastes. I need to stop doing it. So thank you so much for that challenge. And the next one is if you're trying to go um, plant-based, more plant-based, more natural, watch that soy because there are a lot of products that are going to convince you in the marketing strategy that this is all plant-based. Be mindful of that. You want to go plant-based, you need to go to what, what Chef Key said, vegetables and fruits. Stop falling for all these marketing tactics that's, that's labeled vegan that has all this soy in it. Please watch the soy intake. And if you want to go plant-based, focus on veggies and fruits. Right, Dr. Key? Dr. Chef Key. I, 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 we're Dr. Chef Key now because you're healing with the food. <laughs> yes. Yes. Everything you said. Yes, I agree. All of that. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and she rock and she rocking the uh look like she got the lab coat on. <laughs> I had to put, had to get a dress for the occasion. I know, I know. But you got the white one, you know, you usually I usually see you with the red one. Yeah, I put the but white But you got one. the white one on, so you got it looks looks more like the lab coat. So you know, we got a yeah. new you might have to put that on your uh thing, Dr. Chef Kick. <laughs> right. <laughs> You guys just gave it to me. I appreciate it. I accept it. All right. What would you like to leave our listeners with, Chef Keith? I would say that you only get one life mm -hmm. in this body, in this vessel. So take care of it. You only get one. And if you don't know how to take care of it, reach out to somebody who does. And they'll help you. Somebody like me. All right, Chef Key, this is where you need this is where we give you the opportunity to plug yourself. Tell us how people can get in contact with you. Tell us where we can get your book. You got the floor, sis. Go ahead. Okay, so Love's Kitchen. You can see right there. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and I got do the logo. Look at you it. Have got a the card up. You might can't see it like like that, but you can reach me. Uh, I don't mind giving my number because I'm a very open person. You can reach me at 520-236-0983. Um, you can find me on Facebook. I have uh, Love's Kitchen. You can find Love's Kitchen business page there. Uh, you also can find me on Instagram. Uh, love underscore key underscore 11. Uh, in the website, um, it's being re, uh, re-renovated, re, can't ever say that revamped, word. Revamped, revamped. <laughs> yeah, revamped right now because I want to include all of who I am in this space. So uh, soon you'll be able to get in contact with me through the website as well. And if you needed to email me, you can go to Loving Life Kitchen. So L-O-V-E-L-Y-F-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com and you can find all of that on the love's kitchen business page as well in the book in the book you can actually get the book directly from me if you would like to have a signed copy uh so literally you can just go ahead and send me a dm you could text me at the the telephone number i gave you um and we can set it up for you to directly get the book from me um you would just cash app or paypal um and i can give you that information 
um, or you can also find it on Amazon. And there is a link on my page for um, the book. So you can find that on my Facebook page or my Instagram page. You'll be able to get that link directly. Tell us the name of the book again. And the book, the beautiful, lovely book here is, is called Love's Kitchen Soul Food Cookbook. Healthier choices for some of your favorite dishes. All right. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. Oh man, thank you for coming on, girl. Thank you for. Uh, you know what? I just hope, listeners, that you really enjoyed Chef Key because we show love this sister right here, and hopefully you will be able to try her food. But you can definitely get her recipe. So make sure you support sister. Reach out to it and get some of that love. You need it. And remember everything that you've been taught today by our sister, Dr. Chef Keith, as I want to call her. All right, listeners, thank you for tuning in as always, and we will see you next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Impress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Empress, please visit the website royalempress.org. You can also follow the Royal Empress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Empress is a subsidiary of the Royal Empress Organization. All rights reserved.